It's a fresh start and it feels good. Anthony and Pinky for breakfast. It's Triple M Breakfast. This was a little bit of a conundrum that I solidified this morning as I left home to come to work. I've had this thought for a while. My car is two years old. I think that's important to add in here. And just in the last few months, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's been really thirsty on the windscreen washer water. Now, it holds five litres, which is actually a lot. And I don't need to use it that often. Mm -hmm. More -hmm. often when you're doing the brucey trips down to Brizzy and that kind of thing. Get rid of the bugs. Yeah, when you're doing a big drive. Okay. So what's happened, though, is probably a couple of months ago when I had to top it up top it up twice in a very close amount of time, I thought, oh, there must be a leak. I have checked in the driveway and there's no, like, obvious leak, so it could have a slow leak. That's possible. But my theory this morning as I went in to clean it and there was zero, bone dry, oh. is it's evaporation from the sun. And my car mm-hmm. is out in the sun 24 hours a day. I'm in your corner on this. One triple three five three. What do you reckon? I've done some. I've done a little bit of research for you. Oh, did you? Right. So I'm on a. I'm on a PriusChat.com. So I think. Yeah. Which, it's, I don't have a Prius. <laughs> I know. And this is for you know junior member K Doc from 2011 <laughs> has posted this. Nice. Uh, no one's in his corner about the evaporation theory. Well, I can think it depends way. where you live on what part of the you know. The, true. Um, continent. It reads like he's American. I'm, you know, I've just got yeah, a feeling. Minnesota, where it snows three quarters of the year. Right. Duh. And this is There's back, no sun. This is 13 years ago, so the globe hasn't uh, warmed yet warmed to what it is. So I've found some... Now, this might we might be able to draw a con- comparison here because a website saying that petrol will evaporate from a tank if parked in the sun. Mm. So surely if petrol can evaporate... Yeah, and they have like evaporation-proof seals, I believe, then your washer fluid can evaporate, right? Yeah, it's just in a dirty old plastic bloody thingy. I noticed... I, you know, I'm behind this theory. I think you could get... You could get you it's know. right next to the engine. Oh, yeah. That true. too, right? That heat would... Yeah, suck it right out. I don't know the science behind that, but you would have to imagine, yeah. I'm just imagining the heat it. Of I the have no science back it except what I learnt in primary school. And I'm like, I swear that's evaporation because it makes no sense why it's so thirsty and I'm getting down to bone dry and it's five litres. Five litres is a lot. And you've got to imagine every squirt. Sorry to say the word squirt this not early. Not much. But that's not... No, that's what I mean. It usually lasts a really long time. And previously, so it's a two-year-old car, uh. I would say for the first 12 to 18 months... There was no need for this amount of topping up. So I, I really want to know if CQ, if anyone thinks, has this been happening to you? Is it just a me problem? Someone. You think there's just a leak? Some old mechanic's going to call in and go, no, you got a leak. Yeah, well, Dad, go back to bed and stop <laughs> calling the show, all right? Roger's on the line. Uh, I've put my theory out there that I feel like maybe our windscreen washer water is being evaporated because it's so hot this summer. What do you reckon? Pinky, it wouldn't surprise me. She's she's got an extra sting in it. That, 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 that for sure, everything's evaporating. My eyeballs, <laughs> the moisture on my eyeballs, everything, everything's evaporating. So you dry. Might have, you might have a crack in your little reservoir gadget there that holds yeah. all the water. Yeah. Or have you seen the movie Gremlins? Yeah. Yeah, 
I, I think they they also come alive in the heat. So just uh, put that in you. Oh. Yeah, for sure, for well, sure, for sure. I have to rewatch it. Here's now. the hard because I think yeah. a few people are going to tell you that you've got you might have a crack. But how are you going to tell? Because you know how it's the really hard con- to tell. It's not just gushing out of there. And this yeah. time of year, as soon as you park the car, there's always a little bit of moisture dripping from the aircon. I have so how tried are you going to, know to if look. It's that yeah, it's either that or guy, you just go get radiator putty. Just rate, tons of radiator putty. Just, just mash the whole thing in radiator putty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, there's one for, uh, yes, evaporation. Anthony and Pinky for breakfast. Get more after this. Anthony and Pinky's New Year. New beer. Change it up, CQ, for a better time at Ward's Brewery on Triple M. Joining us this morning is the founder of Ward's Brewery in Gladstone. Michael, how are you? Really well. Monday morning, all ready to go. Yeah, great to have you back on the show. And over the weekend, we did leave it open on our Facebook page, Triple M Central Queensland, to hear what CQ thought should be the tropical flavours in the sour beer we are creating. Sport for choice. There were some great comments on there. And wow, there's some great flavour mixes going down as well. Some of them didn't really... They weren't too reminiscent of beers, in my opinion. So I'm going to rule out things like lemon zest and finger lime oh, because yeah. that, that feels like a gin and tonic or something. Yeah. Not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, lychee and strawberry. That was a nice suggestion, I thought. Not that I'll be drinking it. Everybody loves a lychee. Mm. Yeah, I was good, but with strawberry... Okay, you know, uh, that's, Is that a bit you know. sweet for a sour beer? Yeah, good call. Um, you have to control the sweetness and you also have to control the acidity. Um, and some, some fruits go better with others. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to throw out there. So we had uh, Valerie called, did she throw out passion fruit? She Yes. And then I, because I was kind of big on mango, Yeah. I, I thought, why don't we combine them? You know, and I mango said, is popular. Yeah, mango is popular on there. I've gone passion mango. And I think when I said that on there, we even had someone message the Facebook page privately, not on the comments. Uh, Carl, he wanted, he was he was all about it. He thought that was a good suggestion. So how's that one sound? But down here in Gladstone, everybody's got a mango tree in their backyard. I'm looking at our one. It's about four stories high. Oh. And, yeah, he's a whopper. Big bowl and mango tree. And everybody has, well, not everybody, but most people have a passion fruit vine going down as well. True. And the two actually do quite mix. You, you've got to be careful not to overload it with too much passion fruit. Passion fruit can be quite powerful. It also carries a fair bit of acidity. So if we go three parts mango, one part passion fruit. Okay. Mm. Well, my other question that's kind of unrelated, Michael, is is that actually a mango tree or a tree house? (laughs) I'm sitting in the greenhouse (laughs) as we speak right now looking at the mango tree. Wow. Wait, so is your... You can live in it. It's four storeys tall. Oh, my God. Um, this is a penthouse. <laughs> is your, sorry, so is the passion fruit vine wrapping around the mango tree at, at the brewery or at, yeah, your, at the, your house? And the bats are going crazy. They're oh, not going yeah. crazy on the passion fruit. They're going crazy on the mangoes. They keep on chucking them down to the driveway. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're starting to pull man, uh, passion fruit off the vine um, right now. Like last week we pulled about half a dozen off, and I think we'll get some more this week. That kind of feels right, Pinky. If, it, if he's got the passion fruit wrapping around a mango tree, yeah, what do you say? Yeah, I love fresh local produce. That sounds awesome. So are we thinking mango and passion fruit is, is it the one? Is it doable, Michael? Well, it would be great if you guys came down to Gladstone okay. and had a look at wards, came in, and more importantly, the other ingredient, the brewer. Speak with Paul. You need to speak with Paul. Paul Bergamini's our full-time commercial brewer. 
Oi. And we'd better run this past him. Okay. All right. All right. Well, do you want to go tomorrow, Pinky? Yeah, road trip on? tomorrow morning after the show. How does that sound? Perfect. All right, expect us then. Thank you very much for being a part of the show this morning, Michael. The Founder Awards Brewery. Thanks, guys. See you soon. See you tomorrow. Your local breakfast show. Anthony and Pinky for breakfast. Triple M. Back to school for 2024, and we were asking the question on Facebook this morning, what was your favourite subject? Because it got us talking in the studio. Yeah, we got Manly Mick on one triple three five three. You can call the show anytime. Morning, Manly Mick. G'day, guys. How are you? Pretty good. What was your favourite subject at school, well, mate? mainly in high school, truancy. Truancy is one of my specialties. Classic. But don't ask what? me to spell it because I wasn't there. I'm not going to learn how to spell it. Wagging school, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, truancy. <laughs> oh, I know, right? He's a classic. He's just oh, stacks hey, on, stacks on. That's enough for him. We can't set a bad example on day oh, for one. For sake, yeah. Manly Mick. And what do you, you do now? It. Manly Mick, oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. That's probably good. Yeah, saladas. <laughs> Speaking of what do you do, uh, let's talk about frogs. Go on. this yeah. Now? All right. If, would you like to speak about if you've got... It's like we're in biology again, but we're not dissecting the frogs oh, I'm usually the I'm usually late to biology. I might, might be a, a truant like Manly Mick. <laughs> Look, I had this horrifying moment happen over the weekend. You know how stinking hot it was too? So I'm very cute, confused about this whole scenario, although it probably makes sense. In the garage cleaning out an old bookcase there and we've got a few of those storage cubes with, you know, craft supplies and whatever in there. Sure. I pulled one out to empty it and do a bit of a clean through, throw out half of it Mm -hmm. and a little tiny frog slash toad, I'm not sure what it was, jumped out at me. Yuck. (laughs) Hang on a second. I had so many questions. I was like, what have you been eating? How long have you been in there for? Yeah, true. Are you starving? And also, I've never seen... Like I said, a frog slash toad like it. It was not a cane toad. It's not a green tree frog. I'd love to hear an expert to tell us what it was because I couldn't find it when I Googled Describe local it. frogs. It was black with little orange dots on it. And you and I have huh. had a little look online this morning sure, to see if sure there's... it wasn't a ladybug. No, it was a frog. And I had to, like, scoot it to go out the back door. I got it outside. Oh, boy, who's it hurting? They can it live there. It have been in the bookcase in the... Even with the glitter and the sticky tape. Well, that's maybe it. Maybe it gives it a high. Well, we do get frogs and toads around my place, so I'm figuring it slipped in at some point. And we're in the garage, right? It's not like we're yeah. always out there. No, no. It's well, that's you know, it's like it's granny flat. Yeah, you're encroaching on its space. But its own place. There wasn't a family of them. Uh, but overbearing landlord. I did share this because you know now I have a bit of like frog trauma. <laughs> <laughs> really okay, freaked me okay. out. And I know a lot of people have these feelings about frogs and toads because they've had unfortunate collisions with them. A lot of people have yeah. what you're dubbing frog, frog trauma. trauma. Yeah. Oh, jeez. One, triple, three, five, three. Honestly, I could not believe we were going to find one of these, but oh, we've got one on the hook. Julie's on the line. Now, good morning, Julie. You've heard my story. What's your frog trauma? Oh, well, um, so one night I was living in the tropics, you know, tropical North Queensland, and mm. I heard a little rustle before I went to bed and I investigated, couldn't see anything, went to bed, three o'clock in the morning, pitch black, I felt this thing land on my face. Not just a small thing, this thing was big. And in that instant when something like that happened, you react, so I did, I grabbed it. 
And I hurled it across the room. But as I did that, I realized it was a tree frog. And then oh. I had that conflicting, like, oh, my God, I love tree frogs. Get off my face! Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was foul. And I don't know if I can use this word on radio, but that moistness yep. remained with me for hours after. And hours. I think that would have hours. horrified me, too, the feeling of it and gone, the oh, feeling. my goodness. And then that conflicting, like, how dare you jump on my face, but also, oh, my gosh, I've just hurt a green tree frog. Yeah. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, the way the story builds up, it sounds like a feral possum jumped on your face, but <laughs> it's just a, a cute little... It was probably the best sleep I'd ever had in my life until that point, and I don't think I've slept well since. Anthony and Pinky for breakfast.